You are listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast with your host, Mimi Footnip. That is me. I am your resident pedal pumper and content creator and podcaster now. So welcome back to another week of pedal pumping fun with me. Um, I'm glad that you're here again. I have a couple emails I want to read. I'm afraid this might be a long episode, but you guys, I have a crazy story to tell you. And unfortunately, I didn't have the camera rolling. So I know I'm so bummed, but I will give you the blow by blow and play by play. Uh, I think you guys might enjoy it. But before I get into that, I want to read an email from Rick. He says, thank you for spending your valuable time with the podcast. You are sounding great. Thanks, Rick. He says, you asked about specifics on your car trouble experiences. The more details you remember, the better. But as years go by, I know the memories fade. Was the car trouble a surprise or did you enter the vehicle expecting it might be trouble? Was it normal to take several attempts so you didn't realize you were in trouble for a bit? Were you a soft-speaking beggar, or did you get angry, or maybe you didn't say anything? Would love it if it happened in pantyhose, and you slid heel off to pump the gas in nylon-covered foot, but I also realize not everyone is dressed up during car trouble. You will make the stories great either way. Thanks again, and best wishes, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, so uh, in an earlier episode, I did ask about what kinds of details or what types of things would you like to know about all of my car trouble (laughs) sagas over the years. Um, So I'm happy to share those. And I think as we move forward, I'm toying with the idea of setting up a Patreon for the podcast so that we can have a space just dedicated to a more dedicated space, I guess, where it's a more community oriented space. And we can share some of these stories and I might post some of those things there. And and of course, here on the podcast, I'm not gonna not gonna deny you guys. (laughs) Uh, But I do want to encourage you if you're listening to the podcast if you're a fan i want to encourage you to listen to the podcast on a podcast app like spotify or google Podcasts or apple Podcasts or somewhere like that because when you do i get a fraction of a penny for each episode you listen to thanks to our advertisers so whereas if you listen on youtube my youtube channel can't be monetized because of the nature of my content, it's considered uh, restricted content. YouTube will still allow me to post it, but it's categorized as adult content and therefore advertisers won't touch it. So it's all there and it can't be monetized, sadly. Not that it's always all about money, but Money is a reality in pedal pumping. Pedal pumping, it's an expensive endeavor and I would like to be able to afford to keep doing it. So I appreciate your help and support by listening to the podcast. Before I tell you my car trouble story, because I have something that just happened today. Oh my God, you guys. I'm still kind of a little bit stirred up about it. Um, (laughs) It happened with the Jeep. 
I I flooded it. Oh my gosh. And I'll tell you what happened. But first, let's take a quick break. And then we're going to come back and I'm going to read a paddle pumping story that a listener sent to me. And I'm back from the break. So I want to read this email from Skip. He says, hi, Mimi. Hi, Skip. (laughs) On your most recent Pedal Bumming podcast, you asked how it all started. I can share my first memory with you. I love these emails, you guys. Keep them coming, please. If you want to email me your story, uh, this this is me talking now, not not Skip's email. Email me at mimifootnip at gmail.com. I love hearing how you guys got into pedal pumping, your, like, origin stories, your, your experience with the fetish, how you relate to it, how you feel about it, all of those things. I love it. Just keep them coming. Okay, let's get back to Skip. He says, I'm 44, and it all started when I was around 12. I always had a general interest in a woman's nylon-clad feet. I was especially attracted to my best friend's mom's feet. She was a young mom, maybe early 30s at the time, and she would always toe the line of inappropriate with us kids. It's almost like she knew that we were bouncing hormones and she would tease and flirt with all of us except her own son, of course. She used to wear heels and hose every day and she was a shoe player. She would constantly dangle her shoe or dip in and out while she stood around. It used to drive me wild. That all seems pretty, quote, mainstream, but it all went left one night. I was at their house after school and it was a blizzard. She got home from work just as I was about to leave. As I was walking out the door, she said, Let me drive you. The sidewalks aren't plowed and it's dark out. I said, Sure. So we headed out. I'll remember this forever. She was wearing red pumps and black skirt with sheer nude pantyhose. The snow was deep, maybe 12 inches. Her car was backed into the driveway. As soon as we jumped in, I looked down to her feet and noticed that they were covered in snow. She slipped off her shoes and brushed the snow off her feet. But I was shocked when she dumped the snow out of her shoes, out the driver's door, and just put her shoes on the floor on my side. She wiped a little more snow from her feet and reached for her keys. She started the car up without any issue since it had just been running and put it into gear. At this point, I was glancing down at her gorgeous red toes in her pantyhose as they rested on the pedal. I didn't even realize that the pedal was there. I was just looking at her feet, which I did whenever I could see them. The car started to roll forward and she stepped back on the brake. I looked up and noticed that she was looking at me. I was so nervous that she caught me and that's why she stopped, but she didn't say anything about it. It turns out that she stopped to let a car pass by. After the car passed, she continued up the driveway. Her front wheel hit the plow mound and the car stopped. She gave the gas a little push and the back wheels just spun. She backed up and tried again and made it a little further until the rear wheel spun again. This time, she gave the pedal a decent workout. The car only slid sideways off the driveway a bit, but far enough that now it wouldn't go backwards either. She was stuck in both directions. It was at this point that she got aggressive with the pedal, pumping it up and down all the way to the floor and shifting between forward and reverse. Every time she would floor it, her toes would spread out on the pedal and it was driving me out of my mind. 
Her first three toes were on the pedal and her last two were hanging off the side. I told you I remembered it like it was yesterday, right? This went on for several minutes. The world could have exploded around me and I wouldn't have noticed. Finally, the sound of the engine roaring and the wheels spinning came to a stop and her foot just rested above the pedal. It took me a few seconds to realize that the action had stopped and pick up my head. Once again, she was looking right at me. I was mortified because I was sure that I had been caught. What happened next is probably what changed me forever. As I mentioned above, she would tease us and always toe the line, and this was no different. She smirked and said to me verbatim, and I quote, I can still hear her voice in my head. You've been staring at my feet this whole time. I think someone might be taking a little extra interest in what they see. Then she flipped on the interior light and said, Is that better? I was physically shaking with embarrassment, fear, humiliation, you name it. She saw that and said, don't worry, sweetie, I won't ever tell anyone. Then in a very soft and soothing tone, it's okay, relax. And with that, she went back to work trying to free the car. For the next probably 15 minutes, she pumped and spun and shifted and pumped and spun over and over. The whole time I was locked in on her nylon-clad foot on the pedal. I distinctly remember the vibrations coming up through the seat. The feeling was unlike anything I'd ever experienced. The vibration, the sound, the sight of her toes on the pedal all brought me to a peak that I had never experienced before. She finally rocked us free and got me home. I remember having to go straight to my room and change my clothes. To this day, I still think about that night when I'm alone. We never spoke about it. Ever since that day, when I see a nylon-clad foot on a gas pedal, my heart skips a beat. When I see one on the pedal of a stuck car, I all but lose my breath. I've had a few girlfriends that I told that story to, and they would indulge me or even use it as a tool if they were in the mood. They knew that I was a sure thing after that. All it would take is a little ride around the block in some pantyhose. I even had one girlfriend who had an older car that used to flood out easily, and she would take me out to the driveway when her mom would go to work, slip off her shoe, pump the pedal a few times to flood it, and then crank and pump her flooded out car until the battery was almost dead. I'd love to find that again. I have so many stories like this one to share. I'm happy to share any of them with you. One involved that same friend's sister in the same car several summers later. Have a great weekend and thank you for giving me a place to finally share these experiences. Skip. Oh my gosh, Skip. I don't know if I, if I, can, if I read this and if I did it justice, but this is an amazing story. It almost reads like fiction. It's so good. I mean, I I believe you 100% that every word happened exactly as you detail it here in this email. But oh my gosh, what an experience for a 12-year-old boy. That's an amazing story. I don't have anything to add to that. I feel like you expressed it all in your email so eloquently, so beautifully, so vividly. Uh, 
And I can see why that that memory would just be absolutely burned into your brain and available to you. And and I'm grateful that you shared it with me so that I could share it with the listening audience. I'm sure they also appreciate it. It's a really great story. It's fantastic. I would love to recreate this story. Of course, not with a 12-year-old boy, with an adult man, but it would be really, really fun. I think to try to recreate this sheer nude pantyhose, black skirt, red pumps, snow. I mean, the whole scene just seems, uh, I guess I'm just imagining like, I don't know, Skip, where you live, what part of the world you live in. But if we ever had the opportunity to recreate this and film this, I would love that. I think that would be a lot of fun. Here's a confession, you guys. I, okay, for, first of all, I love the snow. I I spent, I don't know, like about 18 months, like two winters, kind of back and forth bet- living between California and Utah. And I loved it. I got really into snow hiking. I was out in the snow in the mountains every single day. I just absolutely fell in love with the snow. But here's my confession. I have never in my life ever driven in snow. It's a little bit terrifying to me because I just, you know, it's it's an unknown experience. I feel somewhat scared that I would lose control like on ice I guess it's really ice that scares me or getting stuck I think that's part of like my I just have no experience driving in snow being born and raised in coastal California you know like snow's not a thing here so if I ever had the opportunity to do a stuck video in the snow I think I would just about die I think that would be so amazing and I and I would love to recreate this. It sounds like she was in, she was driving an automatic because she had forward and reverse. So that sounds like a, an automatic transmission. I'm wondering. You didn't mention what kind of car it was. I wonder if that's just not so important to your story or the memory. I'm just kind of curious because I'm always interested in the car as well. <laughs> and I love how she told you to relax. I feel like that's something that I would say. Or that I would say to myself, like, it's okay, Mimi, just relax. (laughs) I would probably, like, be using that as self-talk. So anyway, Skip, thank you so much for sharing. I really loved reading this. And email me anytime with your stories. Anytime you feel inspired to write, I'm here to listen, to read. So you guys, oh my gosh. My flooding the Jeep story goes like this. My boyfriend is currently living out of state. He took a job somewhere else and for a year. And so he asked me to help his mom get her car to the mechanic. She had called him saying that it was making some loud sound. So I was like, yeah, no problem. I, she lives pretty close to me. And so I went to pick her up and she was going to follow me in her car with her brother and my boyfriend's mom and her brother are both immigrants and they speak very little English and so I got I got to her house and I decided 
that instead of bringing the BMW, mainly because the BMW was full of shoes from, you know, basically what I do is I go out in the car and I drive around and I film and then I take my shoes off and then I just leave them in the car and walk into the house barefoot half the time. And so all these shoes and flip-flops and whatever just accumulate in my car. Because then, you know, when I leave my house, I have another different pair of shoes on. I get in the BMW and there's a big pile of shoes already that I've left in there. So each time, anyway. So the BMW was full of shoes. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to take the Jeep because we're going to drop the the Honda off at the, the mechanic. And then I'll give my boyfriend's mom and his uncle a ride home in the Jeep. And how cool will that be for them to ride in my Jeep, right? Like, I want to show it off. I'm all proud of my Jeep. And it was, you know, like not a terribly cold day. It was, the sun was out and it was pretty comfortable outside. So I thought, this is great. This is a perfect day. Like, I'm going to take them out Jeeping with me. So I get to her house and she and her brother are outside and... (laughs) for some reason just I guess out of habit I don't know I got there and I killed the engine and I hopped out of the jeep to greet them and all that and I was like okay you know we're all ready to go I hop back in the jeep and without even really thinking I you know I put the key in and and I'm like (laughs) it's my moment of glory right like I'm showing off in fact I even said to my mother-in-law or my, you know, my boyfriend's mother, I said, you know, why don't you ride with me in the Jeep and your brother can drive your car and he'll follow us to the, the car mechanic shop place. And so she was like, yeah, okay. So she's like hopping in the car and she's this tiny little Chinese lady. And so she's hopping in the car and I'm super proud and excited. And this is why I didn't have the camera rolling because, you know, I've got my boyfriend's mom in the car with me. And and this is actually another reason why I want to do Patreon. So I'm going to break into my story and explain this little bit. So when I post videos on OnlyFans, I cannot have other people in those videos unless I have them sign like a sex worker model release form consent thing and get their photo ID and get their, you know, like all this information and have this file. Otherwise, it's illegal. And I would get busted if OnlyFans looked into it or if the person that I'm featuring in the video wants to file some kind of complaint or something. So it's like, I don't, I just prefer not to include friends or other people in my videos for that reason, just for legal reasons. But on Patreon, that's not an issue. So I could jeep around with my girlfriends and, you know, film videos with other friends in the car and post those on Patreon for you guys to see without having to do all the model release and sex worker thing and blah, blah, blah. Headache that OnlyFans and Avian Stars creates. So I've been kind of thinking like, oh, that would give me just more creative freedom in some of my videos and I could do some little bonus extra stuff. So let me know. I mean, I'm interested to know if you guys would be interested in, in 
a Patreon for the podcast with bonus footage and extra like some behind the scene clips and some stories. I actually have written some pedal pumping stories that go along with some of my videos. So I was thinking maybe I could put some stories like scripts that I've written along with the video. So marinate in that and let me know what you think. Back to the flooding story. Okay, so my so I don't have the camera rolling and my boyfriend's mom is like buckled up in the front seat and I'm like trying to you know show her how to use the seatbelt cuz it's like an airplane seatbelt, you know, it's not like a over the shoulder seatbelt. It's just a lap belt. And you know, I I speak Chinese, but not well, like really basic Chinese. And her English is like really basic English. So we kind of communicate the best we can. <laughs> and I'm kind of nervous and I'm kind of excited because it's like, oh my gosh, I've got like my boyfriend's mom in my Jeep and the uncles behind me in the Honda and we're going to like caravan to the car mechanic. And neither of them know like where we're going. They're not familiar with this particular location or this mechanic and uh, so as I turn the key in the jeep without even thinking about it I start pumping the pedal because it's just what I fucking do right like I always am pedal pumping so I pardon my French by the way I like to swear so I turn the key and like pump, 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 pump on the pedal and the car just cranks, you know, the Jeep just kind of like moans and turns over and moans and moans, but no spark, nothing. It doesn't, there's no ignition. I'm like, fuck. But I just kind of like smile at my mother-in-law and crank crank it again and then I realize and I pump it again so like the first crank and the second crank I'm like pumping more gas into it and then all of a sudden I'm like oh my god I'm flooding it oh so I realized at that point that I had been just pumping all this gas into it right and so I tried it I tried cranking it again and again and at that point, I realized it's flooded. Like, this thing is flooded. So I look at my mother-in-law and I'm like, tai yo, which means too much gas. And she's just looking at me and I'm like, we can't go. Like, we need to wait. We need to wait 20 minutes. So I Google, like, you know, what are you supposed to do if you flood your car? And... It said, I get some stupid websites, like really dumb advice, like pop the hood and let the extra gas evaporate. I'm like, what? So I do that. And, but I'm kind of trying to be cool. Like, oh, I'm going to show the uncle and my boyfriend's mom. I'm going to show them how cool my car is and look at, oh, and here's the spark plugs and here's the this and that. Right. And I'm like, so we're looking at the engine and the uncle also doesn't speak much English, but he's asking me like what year the car is. And so I, I'm telling him and he's like, oh, kind of looking at it like it's it's old. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's why it's cool. But at this point, they were like, it's old and it doesn't work. You know, like, why didn't <laughs> why didn't you bring the BMW? So I say to them, OK, 
Uh, we'll just wait 20 minutes and we'll try starting it. So we wait 20 minutes and then I hop in again and it just cranks. It, it doesn't, it doesn't start. It doesn't start. So then, and I'm parked in a fire lane, like right next to a sign that says like fire lane, no parking or something like that. So I'm like, oh my God. So we have to push the Jeep. It's me and like two elderly people in their 70s pushing this Jeep, backing it into like the carport. And now it's like blocking the uncle's truck. <laughs> so I say, all right, well, let's just drive to my house. My house is like five minutes, probably less than five minutes away. I'm like, we'll drive over to my house. I'll get the BMW. So I'm like putting all the shoes it was so embarrassing I'm like having to haul out all these shoes and I'm just shoving them in the trunk I'm just like dumping shoes in the trunk of the car trying to be like all cool and surreptitious about it but I mean obviously I'm just like I have armfuls of shoes <laughs> I'm getting out of the BMW and the BMW was super dirty and so I was like so embarrassed but anyway, I, I drive to the car mechanic. My boyfriend's uncle drives the Honda, follows me there. We get there. We do the whole car thing at the dealership, and then we drive back. Okay, now I've got two cars here. What am I going to do? And the uncle's telling me something about, I couldn't really understand, but something about his truck and, like, we need to move the Jeep or something. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, does he need to like drive home right now? And my Jeep is like blocking the way. What do I do? So again, like I have this pressure on me and the spotlight and like family and, but not my family, my boyfriend's family. And they're wonderful people. I really love them. Um, I, I couldn't ask for like a better mother-in-law. I just felt so embarrassed because like I here I came over strutting my Jeep thinking oh I'm so cool check out my cool Jeep and really wanting to like show off and have them go for a ride and you know and now I'm just like humiliated that like I flooded it and I'm an idiot and I don't know how to drive my own freaking car so I get in the Jeep I put the key in I'm super like you know kind of in my head like bargaining with the jeep I'm like come on jeep you know please 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 i decide okay i'm not gonna pump any gas into it i'm gonna like just keep my foot on the brake mimi don't 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 do your pumping business like save it save it for later so i turn the key the jeep fires right up like all this tension it just leaves my body and I just feel so like oh my god absolute sense of relief and so that is my jeep saga for today and I just I felt so stupid oh my god you guys and then at the same time I was like I felt so outraged that, like, why didn't I have my my camera going? Why didn't I, like, have, you know, everything set up for filming? You all want to see my Jeep flooded. You're always requesting, like, flooded Jeep videos and cranking in the Jeep. And I'm always like, no, I don't. But the Jeep's my baby. I'm not going to... And I had a very natural, spontaneous, my bad, Jeep flood. 
experience that I can only talk about because I don't have any video of it. I think that the the lesson I learned is always have the camera rolling. Consider maybe, you know, it's another tick in the column of why I should have a Patreon to add some of this like extra bonus stuff. Let me know what you think about that idea and keep sending me your pedal pumping stories and um, I'll, I'll keep reading them and we'll do this next week in the same place, same time. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening. See ya.